Hi, this is Jack O'Halloran of Scale, the network solving your blockchain scalability problem. And you are listening to The Edge of NFT, the podcast scaling the level of your Web3 knowledge and fun to the moon. Stay tuned. Hi, NFT curious listeners. Stay tuned for today's episode to learn all about how Scale is laying the groundwork to scale NFTs, gaming, and the metaverse to levels not yet seen. And why you can't screenshot NFTs and call it ownership. Plus... How the Sega slogan is forever ingrained in our minds and NBA Jam is in our hearts. And don't forget, we put together a gathering called NFTLA just a few months back that brought out thousands of the world's most innovative doers in the Web3 space. Head to NFTLA.live to get tickets to our bigger, bolder, better, but just as intimate and impactful event happening in Los Angeles, March 20th to the 23rd, 2023. See you there. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's guest is Jack O'Halloran, co-founder and CEO of Scale. Jack is a technology entrepreneur focused on blockchain and decentralized systems. Prior to Scale, he co-founded Actana, a leading SaaS sales and marketing analytics platform for global life science companies. Scale is an open source Web3 blockchain network Scale Network is governed by the Scale DAO and is managed in a fully open and decentralized manner. And there are over 50 unique companies, business entities, organizations, and DAOs that work to support, run, and govern the Scale Network. Scale is solving the blockchain scalability problem by facilitating processing between blockchains and decentralized applications, helping the ecosystem run hundreds of millions of smart contracts and transactions per second. Scale is the only blockchain network capable of running an unlimited number of fast, on-demand, pooled security blockchains with zero gas fees to end users in perpetuity. Jack, welcome to Edge of NFT. Pleasure to be here. Always enjoy it. Great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, your second time around. We look forward to having you back in perpetuity. <laughs> I think it's been about eight months. We were in the lower hundreds when you came on last time, and now we've blown by 200. And uh, meanwhile, I think it's been like 15 years in terms of the evolution of scale. You guys have seen massive growth, crossing 15 million transactions. Congrats on that. And we kind of laid the foundation last time you were on the show. I think there's still an opportunity to really explain to people what scale is and how all this has come to be. Maybe you can kick it off, Jack, just by telling us a little bit about the journey that led you to today. Awesome. Yeah. One of my goals here, I'm going to try to describe scale in the absolute most simple way possible. And then we'll go a little deeper, but it's hard. Like talking about blockchain is difficult. Even hearing the overview, I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, okay, like it could be a little more simply described. And the first thing I would say, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is there's a lot of words we can use. We can say scales a, a blockchain scaling platform, it's scaling infrastructure, it's a blockchain network, but at its core, it's a blockchain. Okay. And it's, it's just like Ethereum. You can mint NFTs on it. You can mint tokens. You can run smart contracts. You can do everything on scale that you can do with Ethereum. It just happens to be connected to Ethereum, secured by Ethereum, but instead of one blockchain, there are already 18. There's just an unlimited number. 
And so that's the big aha. It's scaling by not just performance and technology, but by many of these chains. You get horizontal scaling or linear scalability. Yeah, happy to dig in here to how we got here as well. You think that would be interesting? Yeah, I think so. But I just feel like the analogy that came to mind for me is silly putty, where you can (laughs) bend it like a hundred different ways and stretch it really far. I don't know if that's the first time that someone's had that visual, but that's what came to mind. And I know your background and like you used to deal with a lot of sophisticated consulting and strategy work. A lot of that world is about configuration, right? And I come from enterprise software and so does Stan, my co-founder. And yes, it's all about configuration. It's not one size meets all for everybody. It's also about like growth. And there's another good analogy too. I think everybody listening here, actually a lot of people listening might actually be sitting in traffic currently while you're listening, but everyone sat in traffic and equate scale to highways. And you look at most blockchains like Ethereum, which is one of our partners and scales built on Ethereum. So I don't mean this in a derogatory fashion, but it's a monolithic blockchain. It's almost like it's one lane. So everybody's got it is on the 101 or the 10 and everyone sits in the same traffic lane and it takes a while, but it's safe and secure. The police are there. You're going to get where you want to go. There's really expensive tolls too, but it's very predictable. The outcome is there's no wrecks. You're going to get from A to B. Scale is different in that instead of one lane, there's just, it's a highway with an unlimited amount of lanes and every car can have its own lane. But instead of each lane needing to enlist their own police force and ambulances and infrastructure and road crews, they all share the same infrastructure. The police, the ambulance, the healthcare workers, the road crews, they all the lanes share the work and they share the cost, but they all have their own lane. They can drive really fast. And blockchains, it's gonna, it's a non-technical analogy, but I think it's really helpful to describe the, like the crunch, the bottleneck that blockchains experience. And what was the original genesis, Jack? We actually wanted to create applications. I had a number of ideas for applications. Stan, my co-founder had a number of ideas for applications. And we just kept running into this, the same outcome. We're like, if we do this, if we ever get a meaningful amount of users, it will be so unaffordable that we can't do it. That was the outcome I was running into. And then somebody introduced me to Stan and he was, he said, oh, I'm going to do all four of these businesses. I was like, how do you think you could do that? And he's a world-renowned physicist and cryptographer and PhD and studied at Stanford and Max Planck Institute. He's, he's a big brain. And he had devised a way or envisioned a way to scale Ethereum, in, which is scale today. So it wasn't born out of, oh, layer two is going to be a hot category. Let me design the best mousetrap. It was, what would be the best thing for my needs? And I think it really is like flows into the ethos of scale because... It's all about usability. Like who cares if you're using a blockchain, if only an engineer has the technical acumen to use it or a whale has the wallet to pay the fees. Yeah. And I appreciate the traffic analogy. Jonah from Manhattan Beach is not in traffic. He's going to be trying to get a piece of lasagna stuck on his dishes while he does the dishes. I'm not sure if you have an analogy that fits that, but... We'll let it go. It's fine. <laughs> hey, you know what? If you have one sink, you can't wash as many dishes as if you have Uh-oh. 20 sinks. Okay, there, there you go. go. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. That's a new That's a new hot round. That's a hot topic round. You're going to come up with analogies on the spot. For all. Okay. <laughs> Mary from Kentucky's lifting weights. What do you... <laughs> right. Hit training. High intensity interval training. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let's keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> That's awesome, man. We're edge of NFT. We're all about NFTs and Web3 up in here. You got our attention with the Calypso NFT scale chain goes live this month to NFT marketplaces. NF trade, mad NFT, spanning both your gaming and art NFTs. 
tell us what's going on there. And by the way, I just want to say thank you for having me on. There's a huge people listening. There's a huge line. Like everybody wants to be on this show and twice in eight months, I'm honored. And I think a big piece of that is just we're launching Calypso. So the scale community is launching Calypso. There's a huge multifaceted NFT launch that's happening. There's already hundreds of thousands of NFTs on scale, but they're almost all entirely gaming NFTs. But there's going to be a huge push into utility NFTs for Web3 social apps, as well as just pure art NFTs. And those are the three categories that we really really play in. And Calypso is one of these scale chains, which, or one of the sinks that the someone's washing dishes out of, there's 18 of these right now, one of the car lanes and there's hubs. Instead of having an NFT marketplace on every single chain, there's one chain that's a dedicated hub that has all the NFT marketplaces. So if you have a game, if you have Web3 social app and you want to have a plug into liquidity, it's super simple for users to go list their NFTs on that chain. And for marketplaces, like our two launch partners, NF Trade and Mad NFT to then deploy just to one blockchain instead of having to deploy to the whole scale network. And then the liquidity doesn't get fragmented everywhere. So that is going live here in November. It's also awesome because it's a community-run initiative. Scale, and we as the core team, we help build the core tech, but we really, it's all about partners and people in the community that go and take this tech and build up offerings. And it's really cool to see Calypso come together. Yeah, and one of the other elements of it that we talked about very briefly before the show was that you have an artist launch coming up on Scale Calypso also, and that's also a pretty wide spectrum. So you got some big names in that mix, as well as an opportunity for emerging artists. Tell us a little bit about that, how it works. Yeah, so one, I think there's a lot of action in the NFT world. If you're coming live now like we are, we have to say, okay, like, what makes scale or Calypso, the Calypso community, what makes Calypso unique? And one, hey, there's zero gas fees on scale, right? And things are fast. So that's nice for a lot of reasons. If you're minting an NFT, like we talked to an emerging artist the other day out of an art university who spent 350 bucks, even in this market, on Ethereum gas fees for a mint recently. And it's zero mint costs on scale. And the NFT is in the same format and secured in the same manner or a different manner, but a very established manner on scale. And But okay, so that in mind, we thought, what can we do here? And one, we have a lot of people on the team that just love art and that are into art. And we actually know a lot of artists and we have people on the team who are artists. And so we are really wanting to make an artist first approach. And I think there's a lot of people that take a money first approach and it then user second, then artist third. And we're trying to take artists first. And that really, I think it's authentic to the mission. And it means a lot to the artists and the artists, a lot of artists, hey, they want to put food on the table. They want to make money, but they want to get their art out there in people's hands. And it's not just the most famous people in the world. We have this, we're taking two angles. One, some really established, amazing NFT artists. There's two that are initially going forward with the launch and there's going to be a drum roll or drum beat after that of others joining we're really excited about. But we also have emerging artists. So there's a scholarship program that I won't call a competition because I don't think it fits the ethos of art. But a lot of the major art universities around the world are, we have students that are NFT artists that are submitting and there'll be 10 winners selected in 10 scholarships. And there's 550,000 scale tokens that are being given out to drive new artists and emerging artists to produce NFT art. And I actually think that we're going to have some of your future famous artists that come from programs like this, because they all of a sudden have helps them do their traffic, helps them get started. And you could be the 37th millionth NFT on OpenSea on the Ethereum mainnet, or you can be part of a new environment and a new community that has already a massive community around it in scale. And so we're using that to, to try to help people achieve their dreams. Yeah, dude, it's so important 
to remember the foundational like aspect of art and in NFTs, right? Because we started to a large degree with collectibles based on art with, to a degree, limited utility. And then there was this like push away from just pure art into things that have additional layers of utility and whatnot. All these things can coexist and they should coexist. And art's a really important part of the landscape of Web3 and NFTs and what it can mean for artists, to your point, and also just to the entire ecosystem for bringing people in, for inspiring creativity, for creating opportunity. Like, is a foundational layer here to what's happening. And I feel like to a degree there, there was pushback and against just pure art, but there is something really special about that and the opportunities that NFTs and Web3 really provide for these artists. So I think it's really amazing what you're working on. Thank you. And I have to say, I remember now we talked a little bit about this on the last show and we're talking about the Mona Lisa example and how a lot of people just don't get NFT art. Well, I could copy and paste it and I have it, but the reality is the younger generation and people who've gotten it who aren't the younger generation, but I think a higher percentage of people in the younger generation just gets it. They live in the digital world. They know digital assets and, oh, I have a one of one or I have a one of 10 that means something and it's certifiable. And also in art is utility and art is actually holding really well in the market in terms of holding its value. And compared to there's a gazillion collectible units out there and a lot of them lack utility and ingenuity and creativity and but the art's holding. And because it's this is an age old thing. It's just a new way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you announce any of those artists yet? Or is that information for later? Yeah. So one, I want to say thank you to the team here. So we know a lot of great artists, but also been introduced to some amazing artists and that are part of the launch. And there's just a, we've gotten a lot of great introductions recently, but one of the ones that came from this team is just somebody who our team is already a big fan of, Wes Henry. He will be putting out a specific release to scale. I think there's a lot of really good, like, authentic fit in terms of like mission and this being an artist's first enclave. And that's some that's an artist who he loves to create. He wants to make art. He's trying to be, he's, and he really cool stuff. He will be one of the artists in the launch. And yeah, we're really excited about him. Cool. Yeah. He spoke at NFTLA and he's been prolific. He really has gone really deep in this space, doing a lot of innovative projects. And we thought he would be an interesting pick just because he really crosses borders with the projects he does. He's very open-minded. He's just trying to and disrupt. And that's what we're all about. And by the way, we, there are some other great artists, but if anyone here listening works in comms or marketing and you have that person, the CEO who like spoils things. That's me. So I'm going <laughs> to keep my mouth shut. There's some good stuff coming, some really great artists that'll be creating and putting pieces out. And the other thing too, is that some someday too, we want to have a Calypso specific marketplace. That's all art, only art. And there's a, and through a partnership with NF trade has a really cool product. And this is, people don't know NF trade. They are they have one of the best technical teams in the whole space. They're based in Israel. They've got brilliant smart contract developers and they've built this back end that you can basically white label and then you can put your own front end on it. So without any coding, backend coding or smart contract work, all of a sudden you have an NFT marketplace as a service. And for partners like Scale and Calypso, they can just, we can have Calypso art. And then you filter and it's just all going through the same backend. It's going through the same scale blockchain, but the people are seeing a different aesthetic and a different marketplace environment. It's almost, if you go to a gallery, galleries have a very segmented and specific brand and a specific audience. And this product will let NFTs be created in a more, I'd say, agile manager or marketed in a more agile manager and people are interacting with them in a more agile manner specific to their audience. So that's soon to come as well. 
Very cool. Congrats. I know this has been a long time in the making and Eclipso is definitely going to add another dimension to the space in terms of elevating high quality art, both existing well-known artists and emerging artists. Thanks for supporting the creators. And I think another part of this, you mentioned gaming earlier, and it is a key component of what scale can power, not to mention the metaverse. And would love to understand a little bit more about how metaverse NFTs are building momentum and how they fit into the ecosystem. This is cool. All right. And if it's not, please tell me, because my mind got blown when I heard what metaverse invaders is doing. I think it's just a really cool example of NFTs actually starting from the point of utility. So you look at the collectible sets, people made these great collectibles, they built community, and then they said, well, what are we going to do with them? Maybe we should, let's create some games. These guys are taking a different approach. And it's a really amazing technical team based out of Romania who is connected to one of, you'll notice the art. I don't know if I can say, but one of the top collectible groups, it's the same artists and same group. You'll see when you see the aesthetic, but what they're doing is they're actually creating DAO infrastructure in the game. And if anyone here is familiar with DAOs, these are decentralized autonomous organizations where the users are voting and controlling their group. And maybe it's how they spend money. It's how they vote, how they make decisions, how they interact together, how they operate in this game. There are seven different teams or guilds or DAOs. And each one of these, to be on that guild, you have to have that NFT. And if your character's in that category, then you're in that team. You're in like, you know, if this were Harry Potter, you're in Hufflepuff or Gryffindor or whatever. The sorting hat, and that's your squad. But within those groups, the way they compete with each other, they have to organize and, and talk and communicate and they have to figure out, okay, should we tax ourselves? Should we build defense infrastructure? Should we, when should we attack the other team? Oh, should we invest more in defense? Should we invest more in offense? And so the group that actually like as a DAO organizes and structures themselves better and has better governance and better decisions will be better. And then they actually win more in-game assets and money and in-game currency and in-game weapons and other things that are all NFTs. And so let's say all of a sudden you're on the team that's getting beat and you want to join the team that's winning. You can actually buy your way in. You can go buy an NFT and all of a sudden you're like in that other team. There's also like rarity levels in terms of character power and like how they lead. And so you may be able to buy your way in being like a really strong player on the top team, or maybe you want to be on the second team, but it's a really interesting model, like gamification element where you have a team environment and a DAO infrastructure in a game, all powered and coordinated by NFTs. Yeah. Has there been anything like this? I'm trying to think about it in terms of token gating, NFT use sort of social product. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot packed in there. Yeah. It's like this, like, almost like Lord of coordinated Lord of the Flies battle. <laughs> I'm just, it's a bad example, but, but it's, I've never heard of anything like it. When I heard about this, yeah, my mind was blown just by, it's almost a social experiment in itself in game. And I'm excited. If anyone here ever played like the Supercell games, if you played Clash of Clans, like you're in these groups, you're in a clan and it's not an NFT, but you're of this digital on a team and you're having to coordinate and plan attacks and do all this stuff. But much more rigid and the game devs control everything. This is like a decentralized version that has more fluidity and more ability to jump and move and has a marketplace component integrated. And so, yeah, anyone listening, we're giving away seven of those, one of each guild. I don't know which guild will be the most successful, but you may end up being part of the most successful one if you are the the prize winner. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And the part, it reminds me, 
to a degree of, even though I don't think it's set up as a down now, but FF, a fan control football and that crew and what they're doing is just so much fun. And they're constantly evolving and iterating on their concept. There's something in here related to that, I feel like that could emerge. We'll have to ping so Rob about that and see if there's anything uh, like a DAO forming underneath this layer. Yeah, they're doing some cool stuff, right? With the game, the teams, and like you can get buy an NFT to be like, have a say on that team. And it's it's like similar to that, but this is a fluid metaverse game. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's more of a hybrid. Yeah. Very cool. So do the guilds have names yet? They do. They do. I could, I could, let me look at the website real quick. But by the way, we did have FCF on the Twitter spaces a few weeks back and they were sharing some of their developments and they're doing some stuff with basketball, which I don't think is live yet, but they've been experimenting and they're, they've got like a fully lit up LED basketball court where they're like implementing other gamified elements to the game where, oh, if you go to this special lit up area of the court and score a basket, like you get extra points and stuff. So really cool. <laughs> yeah. You seem to get the, that wherever the first big, the basketball game, when you'd hit the button, the guy would like do all the flips and have fire cut and he's on fire. It's, it's an OG one. Uh, I don't remember the name, but yeah. I'm on the Metaverse Invaders website too. These are some pretty quirky names. We got the Huloids, the Starliers, the Zims, the Dotons, the Elos, the Hydras, the Aldrins. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I want to be an Aldrin. That'll be mine. <laughs> I kind of like the Hydras. Like I envision them like floating around being a little <laughs> bit more agile nice. than the rest of the guilds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean in the background on production says, what was it, Sean? NBA Jam. NBA Jam. That's yeah, the that's it. There you Sega, go. The Sega days. <laughs> I love that game, man. Is Sega still around? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm asking that question. Is it still around? I don't hear anybody talking about Sega. It is it? It? We don't talk about it a lot here, but, uh, but yes. Yeah, I never hear about Sega. Poor Sega. Okay. They have good commercials. Sega. Uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently i'm not watching many commercials either okay so this is really fun stuff man and your enthusiasm is contagious we're really excited about it as you look around here in the web3 space which you've got a lot of perspective you can have there i know you're beaming in from lisbon today as a matter of fact what other projects are inspiring you out there another really cool one is crypto coliseum they're doing this thing with masks and i think they're also taking a different approach to gaming they had one of the top 10 games on polygon and and gas fees a lot of issues with gas fees that came over and also took a new approach and what they're doing is they're launching this whole series of iterative games that are instead of having one big game it's a lot of small games but the thing that's consistent are the communities and the nfts and there's going to be this premise of characters and mass and weapons and Woot Gump, which is their currency, which is this kind of like psychoactive mushroom that people can eat that <laughs> gives them special powers. And it's also the storyline and the art is all NFT derived as well. AI systems. So it's AI derived. So these AI, the game creators are interacting with AI to come up with really cool elements of literally the plot line and the art. And so you check it out, it's beautiful art, but it's a different approach because they're not saying, let's just create one super addictive game. They're saying, let's try to create 50 amazing games, but it's all one community and it's one NFT set that works across this whole set of games. And I, I just 
check out the art. If this is hard to spell, but it's larva underscore myorum. But if you yeah, if you just search, if you just search the main term crypto coliseum, it comes up. Yeah, it come it'll come up. But yeah, just super cool stuff. But yeah, they're inspiring. I really because it's different. Now there's a there's a lot of things that we've done before, but they've built a game, they're in the space and they've said, Hey, what do we think is the next thing that's going to work? And this was it, which I think always interesting to see when someone has that type of perspective. Yeah, really cool. This kind of has like an ancient Roman vibe, or is it more just about the Colosseum factor? It does. And yeah, actually, one of our people on our marketing team made a joke that said, wow, scale really has a lock on the Greco-Roman warriors. We have, for some reason, there's six or seven games and like even just like a stock trading platform that's really cool called Stonk League. That's like, it's the same like aesthetic. I don't know. This, this, this is our like deep segmentation. We had the team on this. It's a little more on the humorous side, but we had the team on from Crapopolis NFT, which is this project of Dan Harmon from Rick and Morty, where they have an ancient Greek NFT themed show and they're in- incorporating NFT chickens and things. Oh, maybe there's some interesting collabs there. <laughs> Yeah, we got <laughs> lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fun projects out there. So much evolution happening so quickly. And I think you alluded to it where the Crypto Coliseum and other folks are taking the best of this latest iteration of what was happening in gaming and, and metaverse and bringing those pieces together. And that's like what's happening so rapidly, right? It's like taking the best of what's what's happened so far and then evolving and combining these different pieces in new ways to sticky projects that stick and evolve and learn and mostly just create a lot of fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's one other one I want to give a big shout out to, and I think you know this one really well. It's Fireside. And and Fallon was going to join us today and had a travel issue. So unfortunately, she... I think is like probably in the air right now. But so I think they're doing some incredibly innovative things with NFT gating. And the other thing is they're creating an invisible Web3 experience, which is one of the kind of scale mottos. It's like create invisible Web3 experiences. It doesn't, your user shouldn't be like, oh, I'm using my blockchain product today and, and I'm using the Web2 product. Like, they shouldn't know. They should just get all the value and should try to tuck away the security features and the UX issues as much as possible. But they're helping like amazing creators you know, use NFTs in an invisible manner. The user doesn't even know it's an NFT. And they can come and see, get gated into different experiences, different interactive experiences through the app. And you can use the app today, fireside.chat. And Mark Cuban is uh, Fallon's, uh, Fatemi's co-founder. And they're, I, it's, I think, really cutting edge. And then the amount of things that will happen in sports with communities, creators, and different type of entertainers that will be launching that have huge audiences that they say, hey, who are my biggest fans? Who are the pe- who are my the people that are closest to me? Maybe I have different tiers of access and people can see different things and I can talk to them. And instead of just seeing everything on Instagram, they have this interactive experience where if you have this asset, you can gate in a very seamless manner. So that's another experience. Yeah. Yeah. I had a chance to run into Fallon and catch up with her recently up north in California. And the key here is that they're letting people be part of the show. Like literally, if it's a cooking show, you know, you're actually become part of the show. And like whatever your version of the recipe the chef is making on the screen suddenly becomes part of the content itself, which is pretty, pretty radical immersion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's already innovative. And then it was like a perfect way. The nice thing is they weren't saying, hey, how do I interject NFTs and Web3 into this, they said, oh, how can we introduce this feature and this concept? And how can we do it in a way that builds more community and builds more engagement? 
and gives power and monetization back to our creators as opposed to just center it around us. And guess what? The answer was Web3. And then they were able to introduce it in like a, I think what is a really cool manner. And also being gas-free is important. The fact that on scale, users don't have to pay gas fees, even if it's 20 cents or 50 cents or a dollar, it's not a major gas fee, but why are you going to pay that much every time you want to run a fire smart contract to access something in an application? It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Exactly. Y'all are certainly knee deep in the ecosystem, Jack. Scale is doing some amazing things out there. Really excited to see this next iteration and where y'all take things from here. So thanks so much for sharing all the deets with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, fun. I get, as you can tell, I get pumped talking about this stuff. And it's nice when you're my, my whole career, I've always been higher up the stack and either like middleware or the application layer. And now at the deeper infrastructure layer, no one, people interact with our partners, not us. So it's really cool to see our partners shipping awesome stuff. And we have over, yeah, over 250,000 transactions a day right now on chain. So it's fun to see it all come together. I think, I think the biggest challenge Jack and his core team is going to have is wanting to play all these games and use all these products that are being built on scale while we'll not keep an eye on the foundational <laughs> solutions. So I think scaling all this fun is probably going to be one is going to be where it's at. We all got pretty hooked to, on Delph's table for a while, which is a larva or a mini game. And we're just like, literally, you can see your colleague and your to strategy games. So you're like <laughs> trying to beat them and they're chasing you around and trying to steal your assets. And we're like, okay, we should get back to work. But hey, we're using the product. So, you know, you got something, right? Great stuff, man. So, hey, let's take a minute here and shift gears a little bit and talk about this hot topic that we have queued up. Ethan, you want to give us the lowdown here? Yes, I would like to. Today's hot topic is a sponsored hot topic all about Nexus Voyagers and their mission, which is accelerating the resurgence of the NFT market by empowering a global network of creators, a philosophy that built the resurgence and that is woven throughout its very fabric is one of fellowship of helping one's peers. It's about being proactive and leveraging the power of the network and the network's reach and influence. As a part of this community, each member is encouraged to share tools, best practices, and the best Web3 tech to help fellow creators pre and post mint revamp, revitalize, and re-energize their project, their community, and their bottom line. The engine powering the resurgence movement is the Nexus Voyagers Network NFT. It is a unique, powerful, and timely initiative designed not for NFT buyers, but for NFT creators. To bring this to life, Nexus Voyagers has launched its world tour. I believe in the power of the network when it comes to creating successful projects in this space. So Nexus Voyagers assembled a super team of ambassadors to represent them in major Web3 cities around the world and host this world tour, starting in New York, then Miami, Ibiza, London, Los Angeles, Chicago, Medellin, Dubai, and finally, in the metaverse on 11.11. The main goal is to bring together the brightest and boldest to network, collaborate, and build the future of Web3 together, IRL. All attendees from any of the world tour dates will automatically be added to the pre-sale list of their upcoming NFT drop on November 17. Plus, one attendee from every city will be randomly selected to receive one free Nexus Voyagers Network 
NFT. Our listeners can go to learn more about this at Twitter at Nexus Voyagers. Their manifesto white paper can be found in our show notes and go to bit.ly, right? NVM white paper, all lowercase slash NVM white paper. And they are doing a giveaway for us as we have the privilege of having so many great giveaways here. Several, five to 10, we'll get the exact number, Nexus Voyagers Network NFTs. We'll have some things that you need to complete on our socials for keep a lookout and keep active on Twitter and retweet as we select. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA. Let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com It's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe, It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. We've actually had someone from Nexus Voyagers on the show briefly when we were doing our content from NFT NYC and being there. And I know the project had its roots at NFT LA. The founders came together, met at NFT LA and brought the project to life. And the, the founder that I spoke with said, we literally changed his life by putting on NFT LA. So he put wow. this together. Yeah. That's so cool. So I appreciate that most of the tour stops. I feel like Biza, come on, someone just, just decided, yeah, let's we, just hang out on the beach in the middle of this tour because <laughs> we're pretty tired. No, I yeah. mean, they have some fun stuff going on. There's a Web3 community there. And then Chicago. Why would they actually pick Chicago? Yeah, Chicago is such a lane. There's like nothing going on in Chicago. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> funny. Like we met uh, we met really interesting a VC in the space that's based close to Chicago. And, and of course, I connected them with Ethan, who's not too far from them. And just it was really exciting, I think, for them to meet another web-free entrepreneur that actually is in Chicago. But maybe they're out there. Uh, <laughs> Come on. All right. I, I, I don't, right. don't want right. to just... Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> yeah, listen, though, I love the particular element of this project, which is 
that the main goal, the vision, the mission is to bring together the brightest and the boldest to network, collaborate, and build the future of Web3 together. As we always say, we're co-creating the Web3 future. That's what NFTLA is all about. That's what the Edge of Company, our company, is all about. I just love seeing this from other folks in this space that recognize the power of really bringing people together, both IRL and URL. Right. But that combination, there's something special about that intersection because there is magic that happens. We saw it live and in person at NFTLA. This is one of those projects that came from it. But personal relationships, business relationships, inspiration, like all these things happen in these special locations, these magical moments that change people's lives. And this is one of them. So, so cool to hear what these guys are doing. I think we do have another segment. I think this is the first time Josh will have had to participate in it. We've done it a couple of times. And of course, Jack, because we weren't doing it back at episode 127, eight months ago, but called Why Is It Viral? You want to explain a little bit about what this little uh, little section is all about? totally. At its root, I feel guilty being on TikTok. So it's just my excuse to watch a TikTok video here and there. But, uh, But no, yeah, I think from the one that we chose today, I think there'll be a pattern if you check out the last time we did this segment. And it's just interesting to check in on what's going on in the NFT space in terms of what is reaching a wide audience. What are people checking out? What interests them? And then we can speculate on the reasoning behind so on and so forth. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and check this out. I'll pull up my screen share, make sure I'm sharing audio and we'll watch the clip and then we'll say, what? why is that viral? <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready to roll. You can't screenshot an NFT. You can, but if you do, it's worthless. And here's why. When you right-click save an NFT, you're left with a JPEG, not an NFT. To turn it into an NFT, you have to mint it on a blockchain. If you did do that, you still wouldn't be able to sell it because your NFT is a fake and it would not be listed under the official collection on the open marketplace. And that is why... You can't screenshot an NFT. You can, but if you do, it's worthless. And here's why. When you right-click save an NFT... I'm glad to let it play a little bit further because I think part of the, the virality of it is the formatting there. It's like a continuous loop, right? And that is why... You can't screenshot an NFT. But I think this, what is, I'll make the first comment on this, which I think is fascinating, which I think we saw, we checked out a Gary V focused clip previously. This is pretty basic stuff. When you think about what we cover on the podcast and we're talking about all the details of traffic and gas fees and all this stuff with you, Jack and, and scale, there's a lot that people just want to learn about the basics. So that's still a very important thing. This particular video had 69,000 likes alone. And I think it had tens of thousands of views. And this is recent content. We've been in it for months, at least hitting hard with the podcast, but I think there's still a lot of people who are just curious and they want that info and they're fascinated. What do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, look, there's a lot of naysayers to the industry that will say, oh, I can just take a screenshot. Why do I need an NFT? And it gets to that sort of core question and explores it in a a semi-provocative, semi-annoying way. And I think that checks the boxes for virality, perhaps. The comments are funny. It's not like spam comments. It's people are amused by it. I don't know. For the TikTok attention span, I think it checks a lot of boxes. Read a comment. Let's hear what they got there. Bro, I can save it. Yeah, hey, so I... <laughs> nice. I mean, my feel one, like the content piece nailed the content because that's the thing that probably a lot of the people listening are like, oh, that's exactly what I've been trying to tell my dad or my friend Rick, who tells me that NFTs are worthless. And then the other piece is there's that like cadence, this cadence thing that these TikTok, I don't know if there's like an academy 
where they learn how to do that, that it almost gives you a little sense of anxiety and you want to keep listening to it. Like, uh, it's like, and there's a little bit of a speed, almost like speed up the play. Like, Dude, there are, there's like little marketing. I've been part of this like little Facebook marketing group for four years now. That's not Facebook, sorry, TikTok marketing group. And they're just constantly iterating. Dude, they've been iterating forever on the tiniest little details of exactly right. what you're talking about. Like it's triggering these little things in our brain. Where do you loop it? It's, all, it's like the stuff Mr. Beast has been working on since, for 10 years or whatever. Dude, they're so good at it. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's, yeah, I think you nailed it, man. That's it. Yeah. And also, I should have said this earlier. Shout out to Alex Stemp. It's alexstemp.nft who created that video. And yeah, it's clearly, we talked about this. I think we had the Bullparks Games Pad crew on the podcast recently. And they were talking about how they're putting together some basic intro to NFTs, crypto content and stuff like that. And it's exactly what you said, Jack. The information is basic, but how you present it in a way that people care, they consume it, it spreads. That is an art that is very underappreciated, I think. I think it's a core skill set for a lot of people who are... I had an Uber driver the other day and he said, my son wants to be a YouTuber. And this guy had moved from England and he's, his son's grew up basically an American. He wants to be a YouTuber. And I'm like, that's a real job, man. That's like literally... and it's But it's not an easy job. You need to understand these things, right? They're science. It's not just art and... Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Hmm. Yeah, How I Built This is another great podcast. I listened to a recent episode and they had this guy on that's a YouTuber, right? He started out just, he bought a computer when he was like 15 and there was some feature that he didn't see people talking about on YouTube. And he just thought, oh, I'll make a little video. I'll say there's, and just grew, grew and grew for the very. He's like one of the hugest YouTubers, has a huge company based around just making YouTube videos. Look, Mr. Beast, I'm Googling, it says he's worth 60 million. I think that's an understatement. I heard a rumor that someone offered to buy his brand for a billion dollars and he turned them down. It wasn't a rumor, man. They did. And I saw there was another clip where someone was doing the calcs on what's a Super Bowl commercial worth. And they were equating it to the number of views that he gets. And they were like, you know what? Actually, his company is more like eight to 10 billion right? based on the number of views he gets on YouTube. So it's, oh yeah, God, it's amazing. Crazy. It's the biggest YouTube channel in the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing stuff. Yeah, my, my cousin, he's got like 10 million plus TikTok followers and graduating college and he wanted to work. He's in LA, like the studios didn't want to hire him. And all of a sudden he, now everyone like wants to talk to him because he figured out how to use the media. And his name is Matt Peterson. He's got a ton of, but he has this thing dialed. You watch these videos. He's trying like, to get him more followers. He doesn't need more followers. I don't tell his name. Come on. He's got enough. He's blowing up. He's going to send them to me, man. I'm like, hey, can you give me a shout out? Give us a shout out. But it's, yeah, like there's a rhythm to it, right? And they really Yeah, they nailed it, man. They did. Speaking of shout outs, hmm. we do have a segment that we got called shout outs. And we just recently added it actually. And so we should make sure we give some love, not just to Matt Peterson, but I think anybody Matt else. Peterson, Matt Peterson, Matt Peterson, yes. Matt Peterson. <laughs> Dude, his count's going up by the second. But Jack, this is really a segment that we created to give a little love to somebody that's moving the needle in your orbit, man. But we want to give the floor to you and then let you share. Okay. So I've got a really, I think a cool shout out to give. So Calypso is a community run project. Okay. Like the scaled core team, we help other people help, but it is hundred percent driven by other people. And so Sawyer Cutler is a lead community developer and actually project leader. And so he's done so much work and 
he's multifaceted. He's got all these skills. He can do front end, back end, smart contract work, but he also is pulling the people together on Discord, working with partners, building integrations, getting all sorts of other developers on board. And these open open source communities are really only as strong as the developers <laughs> and the engagement from developers. And so anyways, I've got to give him a shout out because Calypso is launching this month. Calypso got started early this last spring, probably early spring this year. And it's ready to ship. And he's done a lot of phenomenal work. And everybody in the scale community is appreciative of all the time and effort he's put into that. So props to him. Look, we've got a builder track at NFTLA. Let's talk to him about it. Because I think that's part of what we're trying to elevate this year with NFTLA is the builders that basically are the foundational layer of this economy. And artists want to create and builders want to build, but it's not easy for artists to create with all this technology, if the builders don't do their job, it's a really key part of this uh, this community cycle of life. Oh yeah, I know he would love to be there and be a part of it. So that'd be great. Sawyer Cutler, paging Sawyer Cutler. Thanks for all your effort, man. <laughs> By the way, when you were saying that, I just kept envisioning like the fast edit each time you'd say something and then you say something. And then you're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna cut that up as like part of the show notes and do the like loop, cycle loop. <laughs> there it is. See, man, we're evolving everything. There's every a mic drop moment. Nice, man. So yeah, much love to Sawyer. And before we break the, on the episode, though, we got to make sure we're directing people to the right place, Jack, to follow you and the project and everything that's going on over at Scale. Where should we send them? Okay. So Twitter is a great place to start. So scale at scale network, scale with a K. You can find me at Jack O'Holloran on Twitter. And then also just the scale website will give you links to everything. And that's scale.space, S-K-A-L-E dot space. Go there and you can find pretty much anything you're looking for, the discord, telegram, et cetera. Nice. Amazing. Thank you for that. And also thank you for queuing up a pretty killer giveaway. We had a number of different things here. We're going to be sharing with our listeners to give them an opportunity to win. I want to give you a chance to explain some of what we have in store for them. I think you alluded to a bit of it earlier regarding metaverse invaders, but, but give us the rundown. Yeah. And hey, by the way, speaking of shout outs, I want to thank the team here. You guys are amazing. You've done one, just unbelievable, the things you do to support artists and creators and connecting us to them and create, but also helping them. You guys are truly artists and creators first and appreciate everything you do. And this giveaway is a good example of that. We are making sure that if we are doing cool stuff, hey, let's get that back to the community and let's support our listeners. One, again, as a rehash on this, so we're going to be giving away seven of the, one of each guild on Metaverse Invaders, one Crypto Coliseum NFT piece, 10 pieces from the Emerging Artists Collective in some way, shape, or form or fashion. I don't know exactly how it's all going to come together, but as that comes together and as all of these things launch on Calypso, you'll get them as they go live. So they're going to be going live soon. And I don't know the exact dates because a lot of it's driven by other people, not me or the core team. Last piece would be, we're going to be giving away one, one of the West Henry pieces. A lot of stuff, a lot of NFTs, but we want to support these artists and also support the listeners and get everybody in the game. Beautiful. Very generous. We really appreciate it. Everyone keep an eye out on our socials for all the deets on these giveaways. You have questions about blockchain? Like how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. 
if you're into those sorts of things. Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. I think we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Look us up on all major social platforms by typing Edge of NFT with no spaces and start a fun conversation with us online. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.